Welcome back to Breakthrough, guys. My name is Brett English. And I'm Ryan Otego. And this is our first episode ever of Breakthrough Conversations. And our first guest is a very successful businessman. He is the founder of Winning SEO. He is the founder of the Body Consultants, the gym franchise. He also made cryotherapy, cryotherapy popular in Perth. And he is now a business coach of business coaches. It's a, full, it's a mouthful here. Cryotherapy, eh? Cryotherapy, cryotherapy, whatever it is. But he's a, he took over this company, made it blow up, got out, and now he coaches people to do the same. Yeah, which is quite phenomenal, quite phenomenal. And the, um, the knowledge that he has around just finance and um, investments and all that stuff is quite mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a crypto lord, uh, that's what I would call him. He's really good in, um, in terms of just understanding the whole market, crypto, uh, crypto market, stock market, the banks, finance, blah, blah, blah. Serial mm-hmm. entrepreneur. Um, he is one of those people you meet and he kind of turns that light bulb in your head where it's like, holy shit, I'm just in my way. I need to get out of my own way so I can just strive through and just push through whatever I'm going through at that moment to get to where I need to get to. And um, yeah, it's an amazing, phenomenal experience. I remember one question that I asked him is, so is there any moment that you never, that you ever doubt yourself? And he's like, no, that's powerful. Thanks for coming down, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank bro. you. Thank you. No, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Blessing. So, where did the journey start for you, man? Um, so, the journey started for me. I went to China with my dad just after I finished school. So, that was back in 2011. Um, you guys know Snapback Hats? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. New York Yankees, kind of shit like that, yeah. right? This was like back when I just kind of got onto Facebook. So, like, I uh, started like buying these hats and I was like, oh, these are really cool. And I put them up on my like, Facebook wall. Um, and then like people like, like messaging me like, oh, like, can you, can you get me one? Can you get me one? And I was like, man, there's a business opportunity in this. Cause I was buying it for like two to three bucks. Oh, shit. Um, and then selling them for 35. That's a good margin. Bro. Yeah. And then, so like I was buying these hats and then I set up a PayPal mm. and people were like, were PayPaling me money while I was in China. So like every yeah. hat I bought, I could buy 10 more. And so like I started this thing, it's still on Facebook now, it's called Snapback Station. Snapback Station. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah pretty, it's pretty it's funny, really right? And then like I had, as well. Yeah, yeah, and like, um, do you guys ever listen to Mac Miller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know like the okay. album cover, like with the like hat, would have been like two, yeah, 2000s, like I can't remember yeah. the album. But like I kind of like modeled the logo off that. Um, mm. And then like I had a Facebook account called like Snapback Jack. Oh, nice. So everyone just like, it's like kind of my really old friends, they laugh about like, you know, Snapback Jack. Um, so yeah, I did that. And then, yeah, like I sold like a couple of hundred hats. Um, made, yeah, like 10, 10, 15 grand or so. And you were like 18, 17 at the time? Yeah, 17. First business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was cool. And like I was driving around, like, oh, meet me here or meet me here. Like yeah. come pick them up. Or like I did a stand at uni and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. And then like I paid for my PT course and then like did that. That was kind of 2004. 13. Yeah. Um, and then kind of, yeah, did PT, started at PT at Good Life in Cottesloe. Um, and then like, yeah, like kind of within like three months, I was kind of running like 50 sessions a week at kind of yeah. 60, 70 bucks a session. Yeah, like, and uh, I think I'm like very fortunate, like my dad's Croatian, he's just like a workhorse and kind of, I saw him leave the house at 5am, come home at 8pm and I kind of thought that's what a normal work day looked like. And then, so yeah, I had that. Um, and it was about August of 2013, I kind of um, started like working with my business partner, James, and like we kind of just really vibe, like we had the same beliefs in training, same beliefs in nutrition, um, and we're like, man, well, I kind of like capped out, like we'd work, I'd work kind of 
5 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Mondays, 5 a.m. Uh, like 5 like 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. Tuesdays, 5 a.m. to 12 p.m. Wednesdays, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. Thursdays, um, and then like Friday morning, Saturday morning. It's like there's, you can't really take more sessions. You want to be in there every yeah. morning. And we're like, what should we do? And then so like we started this boot camp, and then like we had like this like ladies boot camp, and we started like with 20, 25 girls in Cottesloe. How much you charge for the boot camp? Uh, like 60, 70 bucks a week. Oh, the okay. subscription. Yeah, yeah, subscription. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's cool. yeah, yeah, but like so, and kind of we like more like we had a really good business coach when we started back in two thousand thirteen. That kind of like all included like you know your training, nutrition, mindset, yeah. um, and like we did like calories and all that kind of stuff. And we really started it to go okay, cool. Like you can come work out, but you're not really getting anywhere because mm. like you don't have the nutrition and the accountability and all that kind of stuff. So we like packaged it all together around these eight week boot camps, and then we were like, okay, cool. Like it was. January of 2014 and like we had 25 girls already re-signed up back up like okay opened a second one and then like so we had like two running like Cotslow and Scarborough um, and then like because yeah we kind of booked this um, booked this what a three day like business conference thing yeah. um, with like our business coach in like Las Vegas of all places and then but it was like before that so like 20 my 20th birthday it was a Sunday uh, we went to like Claremont Hotel and the uh, Avenue and stuff like that and like kind of like got home like at like 3am, went around the boot camp at 6am. Um, that's the yeah. last Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like when, you, when you're young, you can do this thing. I was 20 years old. You can kind of just do these things, right? Rocked off and then I was like literally getting to bed finally like 11.30, like 12 o'clock and my business partner's like, oh, like, let's go check out this like location. Like we kind of spat, like spitball the idea, like kind of chatted about like, let's open a gym. Like I had no intentions of ever opening gyms. And then yeah. we were like sitting there and like, he's like, yeah, yeah come like, come open the, like come check it out. We'll like check this gym out. And like, we went and checked it out. Um, and they were like real estate agent, like still to this day, we'll never forget him, Paul Tom Beatties. He was just like, oh yeah, and no, I've got a couple offers on stuff like you boys like want it. Mm. Um, like put in an offer and I was like young and dumb and like yeah yeah we want this like we'll make it work it's like 50 grand a year we're paying like 15 grand each for good life rent uh, and then like yeah so we put in an offer like signed the papers put down a deposit that day like had no understanding or idea about outgoings or like anything like that yeah. um, so we go and like do this we sign this thing and we're like ah oh, cool like five days later we'll go we'll find uh, like Las Vegas so we fly to Las Vegas, hadn't really heard something, and like I still remember it to this day. Like I was kind of sitting on my bed, like just like scrolling my emails, and like I got an email from Paul. It was like, oh, you're, like the owner has accepted your offer. Like your lease starts on the 17th of March, and like by this stage, it was like the third, fourth of March. We're leaving um, in probably like five or six days. Like, mm. and then so we're going to go open this gym. So like we fly back from Las Vegas after this like seminar workshop kind of thing. We land like on the kind of I think it was like the 9th of March no jet lag no problems and like shit we're gonna open a gym like we told all our clients a good life like we were in Cottesloe our first gym was in Churchlands so like a 20 minute drive but like you know when you're training all like Cottesloe mums and stuff like that they don't yeah. really want to drive yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, seven and, minute cap yeah, yeah yeah literally right seven yeah. minutes 100% 100% um, so we like like shit we kind of don't have any clients so then like I was like learning Facebook ads and like I was doing all the ads and like Jimmy's doing all these sales and shit like and then like we opened with like 20 girls paying us 100 bucks a week because like we ran like a Damn, that's, all, pretty, yeah. that's pretty gangster yeah. yeah it was pretty gangster like we like we're running like an all female facility because we're like oh like 
like you know our one big thing we're always about like our niche was like 25 to 35 just got their like first proper job but like they w- don't have the like body and confidence that they had in their early 20s because yeah. you know like the partying and all that kind of stuff like you know yeah, they're really on, specific with the target yeah like yeah. you yeah. know they put on like five six kilos which happens um so we're like let's just do that and that's what we did like we had a hundred like 100 ladies training with us four times a week like strength training sick gym um so yeah that was kind of like the start and then it kind of like scaled out from there and like you know we opened another gym and another gym and another gym so like we opened three in four months in 2016 and then like we had a break and like we kind of scaled it all up and then we opened another three um in kind of 2017 2018 what were these called the body consultants the body consultants so they were all the body consultants so it was it just came up like we were like what do we do like I remember we're sitting in a cafe um, in in Cart like we're sitting at Chambers and we're just like what do we call this like because like it started to grow and this was like after our first boot camp and like what do we what do we call this and then we're like we were following um, like Lean Bodies Consulting and like we're following like stuff like that and I was like that's a cool name um, and like because it wasn't just gym or it wasn't just personal trainers because we're like really doing that so like the body consultants and you know like kind of different brand altogether yeah, yeah. so we we had that it sounds more professional as well yeah like jets or like any consultant. yeah and then so Very like specific. Yeah, yeah so like and that's what we like that's what we had and then we kind of like shortened it to tbc um and then yeah like we kind of just grew it out and then like kind of it got to a point where i was like man this like it's a, a cool business and like i love it but like i kind of fell in love of like the training of people and like the nutrition and like mm. you know i saw like kind of the best people in the world like arguing about calories and macros on facebook and i was yeah. just like man there's more more to life than arguing about that yeah, yeah, yeah. protein carbs and fats and you know yeah. like my, my big thing is like choose what you want to be the best in the world at and go pursue it and like mm. you know i learned from some of the best coaches in the world like i got trained by yeah like some unreal athletes in the strength side and the body composition side you know like got down to five and a half percent body fat and you know mm. deadlifted 240 kilos and like done like done yeah, some yeah yeah like you know like really gave it a good nudge um and then I was like, man, there's got to be more to life than this. And like, I did a stint in 2018 consulting for a crypto startup. Yeah. And that kind of really opened my eyes onto yeah. like what's possible. You know, like yeah. I was living on, I was living just off Hollywood Boulevard. My office was Hollywood Boulevard. Like from my office, I watched like the Incredibles two world premiere and the Damn. Equalizer world premiere. Damn, so like bro, Denzel crazy. Washington from my office. Where was this? In Hollywood. In Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, America. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, what year was this? 2018. Yeah. And you were you were doing something for a crypto yeah, company. Yeah. Yeah. So like I ran a yeah. bunch of ads for this crypto. Like got them. Um, like so yeah like I'm pretty good you were their marketing guy yeah yeah so uh, this is like investment investment group investment bank kind of um, my really good mate worked for him and like I've been in crypto for ages and he was like oh can you like help us with this and then he's like oh can you like do Facebook ads to get investors so like I ran like a bunch of Facebook ads for Sydney, Melbourne and Perth and like you know the cap was 100 investors bums on seats and like we filled it in like 48 hours what was the minimum requirement to be an investor Oh, like they were just roadshows. So like okay. they at the time it was ten grand, but like we didn't put that because you know like fair you're, enough, fair you're enough. gonna you're yeah. gonna like it's it's a really interesting how do you target it like the Facebook marketing to a specific audience who's willing to invest you know so, k or more yeah like our our thing was like they had to like a bunch of different things mm. so like Range Rover Rolexes like Boss Hunting like just different kind of yeah. the things yeah. that 
people, yeah, like people of like, yeah, people of like an upper echelon are gonna like. Um, and it's like you know, it's like people that understand nice things that like nice things. Mm. Um, and and that's just marketing. And it's like you know, you can charge one person a million dollars, or you can charge hundred people like. Ten thousand dollars. Like yeah. it just really, it really depends on like what your like product and deliverables. So we did that, and I was like, yeah, it was really cool, and that was like a really eye-opening experience because like I consulted for gyms, and I consulted for like hair places and mm. like clothing, and I did my Facebook ads for the hats, and like once I kind of learned that fundamental skill of marketing, I was like, mm. damn, like this applies to everything, and I was like, yeah, you know did the gyms and I was like it's funny like me and my business partner we still talk about it now it's like we were so fucking dumb we were doing gyms in the most isolated city in the world with a staff life expectancy of nine months that's how long personal trainers do oh, <laughs> like, you know yeah, like, yeah. and it was just like what we well, you still fucking smashed it though yeah yeah, yeah. And, and that's like what I say to people now it's like it's it's saturated but not competitive because everyone's shit, shit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's shit yeah like, and like you know there's just so many people that like, you know, they get into the fitness industry, that's cool, but like, you know, they're not willing to do the work. Like, you know, I, I train at a couple of commercial gyms now, I'm like, damn, if these were my coaches, like, yeah, you're gonna get- totally yeah. different. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And, but like, you know, it's, it's no judgment, and you know, everyone's just doing the best they can, but like, yeah. when, you, when you've experienced the best and work with some of like the best guys, like, you know, we work with Clean Health, um, which is a group out of Sydney, and they were like unbelievable. Yeah. In terms of their like just coaching and their way they did things, the system, the process, and their results, and then we're like, damn, like that's what we want our gym to be. Yeah. So would you say that like one of the biggest things that you got from like your growth pattern was actually getting mentored for people who yeah one one hundred percent like uh, and I like again all like the guys like I, I work with, and I'm like I'm still so forever grateful because you just learn these skills. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and that's and that's all it is. Like I think if you've got the skill like sales, you never go hungry. Yeah. And then like if you can market, you'll never go hungry. And like if you can like operate and like lead, you'll never go hungry. So it's like if you just keep working on those three skills, like they're you know, like you look at the like the big guys that, you know, you're getting money, like Gary Vaynerchuk, he's just a, like a leader and like a marketer. He's just just a constant marketing, constant marketing. That's all yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. So like that's my big thing, is just like you learn a couple of really good skills and then you you're fine. And then you can go apply it to like whatever discipline you want. Whether yeah, it's yeah. healthcare or whether it's drinks or whether it's gyms or whether it's cryotherapy or whatever or apps or software. Like you if you can, you know, create a good sales letter and you can connect with people and like write words that get emotions then you're always gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah, no, no, fair, fair, fair. Now how was your how was that first experience when you guys like were running that gym like was there like a moment where it like hit you guys you're like fuck like. oh like we we still laugh about it now like we we go we were literally two fucking kids like i was 20 years old like, yeah yeah but that's that's the thing yeah, yeah. you're 20 man like, yeah you, know, like, you, you, get, you got your own space your own gym yeah like, holy shit man like yeah like literally like 20 years old like running these gyms and we just laugh like we're just like you know we just, we just made it work and like there's so many late nights so you know yeah. 2 a.m finishes 5 a.m starts like over and over um and like i guess my, with what i talk about with my mates it's like you know i didn't really have an early 20s I didn't do the uni thing and party yeah. and all that stuff i was just working like a dog like yeah all yeah, the yeah. time so like was there a defining moment no there was just like heaps like probably when like so we got a bunch of custom-made gear from atlantis yeah. which is like a it's like the ferrari of gym equipment so like yeah. any good gym it's got atlantis gear so it's like you know there's have you, you know you guys are familiar with gym stuff like you know cybex yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think sort of. Yeah, sort of, so yeah. Cybex is kind of like the like mid tier, and, yeah. and they make Atlantis. So Atlantis like is like kind of the cream of the crop. Yeah. Um, and like we got a like sea container worth of that stuff, and we're like, damn, like we made it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah, shit. Yeah. And this was like kind of October of 2014. Damn, man, that mm. that climb, man, that's a, that's pretty impressive, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's like I look back on it now. Like we went from like pretty much zero to like 10k a week in like four months. Yeah. Fuck. So yeah. the, at the, when you were starting, there was no point where you doubted yourself. No, never. So never. Right, you... and, and that's like I hold that. I'm like, I and like people are like, oh, you're arrogant, you're cocky. I'm like, yeah, but like, I just like back myself. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do something. I've got too much pride to let it fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like I'm not going to put myself in a position to fail. And I'm like, hard work. Like, you know, there's diminishing returns, but diminishing returns are still returns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People may not understand like that feeling of winning. You yeah. Know what I mean? So when they see that, like, oh, that's arrogant, but it may just be like you're just living on a different level than they can understand. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like they just yeah. don't have like that's the thing. Like my wallpaper on my phone. Oh, if I can swipe up into that. <coughs> winners, yeah. Winners, yeah. Winning. Yeah. Winning. yeah. <laughs> it says winners win. Facts. And that, that's like that's my like my wallpaper, and yeah. I'm like that's my reminder every time I check it. It's like winners win. That's what winners do. So I'm like that's kind of been my like motto, going through anything. I was like winners win. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so figure out how to win. Like, you know, mm. the game, like, and that's the thing. The only way you lose the game of business is if you stop playing. That's true. So yes, if you keep yeah. playing, you keep, like, you, you can't lose. Because the only way you can lose is if you stop playing. So if you don't stop playing, you can't lose. Do you ever Not use bad, things yeah. like um, manifestation, visualization? or the Yeah, models? 100%. So, like, I did, I did a lot of work with um, a guy named Curlin Ray. Oh really? Yeah, so right. yeah, yeah. So oh, like, I, I've, I've, I've got Tony Robbins essentially. Yeah, right? yeah. Like I've got his like he helped us do our like Shark Tank pin shit. I've got his mobile number. Like I can call him. Nice. You're on Shark Tank. Yeah, yeah. I saw some Shark Tanks. Oh, really? <laughs> shit, for? Uh, for the gyms. Yeah. TBC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, pre- no. it's pretty fucking funny. Did um, you get investment? No, we didn't. We we're a bit a bit arrogant, a bit cocky about it. The Aussie one, those guys are fucking shitty. They're stingy sharks. Yeah. You watch the American one and the English one. But the thing about like that is right, like you know, the American sharks—they've got like their businesses have fifteen times more people to sell to. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah, and, yeah. and that's like you know, if you've got fifteen times more people, so like you know, like that's the thing. Like a one in a million thing happens thirty-four times in Tokyo. Because there's thirty-four million people, people there. That's true. I've never thought of that perspective. Yeah. So you know, like, like, okay, yeah. like that. Yeah. You get hit by a car. Yeah. Whereas like you know, that blew my mind a little bit. Eh? Yeah. Mm. Too shorted here in Perth, bro. I've got to get out of here. I've got to go to Hollywood Boulevard, bro. Yeah. Or China or something. Yeah. Do you think China really opened your mind when you were like, fuck, I'm selling hats at 17, making like... Yeah, that's that's crazy. No, I was just young and wanted some cash. I I literally just finished high school. That's cool, man. Um, What made your dad take you to to China? So he had a like industrial uh, painting kind of company. So he like really good with chemistry. So I grew up in Port Hedland, which is a small yeah, yeah, country yeah. town. Yeah, so he used to paint like for BHP, like all of their like mining areas. So like if you can imagine, it gets like 50, 60 degree heat there. Yeah. So like the paint and iron ore and dust, like it just erodes shit. So mm. he was really good with the chemistry and he like he painted a lot of stuff and like he did a lot of like line marking and surfaces. So, you know, on concrete surfaces, they have those things that spin around and like take off the surface. Oh yeah. So that, like we were looking for those machines because- mm. did, you know, did you go to the Canton Fair? Yeah, it's like all these businesses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We went to a fair. I really want to go to those. I like. We definitely went to a fair where we had these little things. I just don't know if it was the Canton Fair, but it was the same kind of shit. Massive. Oh, there was just like literally. Imagine Optus Stadium just 
full of people oh, showcasing shit. That'd be gangster, man. Yeah. That'd be cool, man. Yeah. So, like, and that's the thing, like, I, I was very fortunate to see, like, the, what happens, like, in a, in a family business. Mum and Dad ran the family business and, you know, like, we, like, he did some crazy shit where, like, he painted the, um, Telfer pipeline, which mm-hmm. is a pipeline in Telfer up north and made, like, millions of dollars in a couple of months. Yeah. And then, like, he went kind of two years without any work and we're, like, flat broke and, like, paying our lives on credit cards and nearly getting evicted from our house. With the millions which, ago. Yeah. yeah, literally, yeah. right? Tax and all the rest <laughs> of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, true, yeah, true, yeah true, what yeah. a fucking scam that is. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Was it, like, 50% yeah. once you get to a certain Yeah, it's, yeah. it's wild. So, like, I kind of saw, I was very fortunate to see both sides of the equation. Like, you yeah. know, we have money and then when we're, like literally broke and like you yeah. know they're like shuffling credit cards and balance transfers and stuff like that i was like fuck like that's when i was gotta still keep the money spinning yeah, right? yeah, yeah, keep it, yeah, yeah. Gotta keep the wheels spinning right so yeah that's um back to the thing like was there a moment yeah the gym when the shit arrived but it was like it's like you know what like jimmy and i had this like running jokes you know like we had one gym and we thought we'd be happy and we weren't and then we'd have two gyms and then we thought we'd be happy and we weren't well maybe three and then we thought we'd be happy and then I was like four and we're like both like are you happy it's like no and we got to seven I was like I can go train at one of my gyms every day of the week and we're still fucking miserable <laughs> <laughs> so it's um yeah it was quite quite funny like but with yeah. seven gyms is that like a lot of a lot of headache you're dealing with the staff and turnover and just yeah. bills and no, like, like the the bills were pretty wild like our fixed overhead with all like just the rents and overheads was like something like four or five hundred grand a year mm. before anything went out like even more um and then but like the the staffing like the the model was lean so it was profitable like so like a couple of our gyms was bidding out 10 grand a week profit oh damn that's all yeah yeah, yeah off kind of like four five staff like yeah. but you know one staff leaves and you lose 25 percent of your like your your staffing yeah but they interact with 20 25% of all clients yeah to lose 25% of your clients oh shit okay and yeah. like the cost per acquisition and the marketing and the time and blah blah blah, blah. and like you know we had a, we had a Jim and O'Connor and we had like these two superstar coaches and they were f- like fucking unreal Ryan Fernando or not no, he was in. He was in. Um, he was in Janica. He, he, he was a jet as well. Um, but like, yeah, we had two, and then like one left, and like thirty members left. The other left, like another thirty and forty members left. And this gym went from making five-ish grand a week profit, yeah, four or five grand a week profit, to like fucking like scratching, scratching our head, head, like losing but hemorrhaging cash holy fucking shit so yeah yeah, so it was like that was the challenge with those gyms because like you know you like you look at like f45s or like your group fitness they don't do the nutrition so they don't have the relationship with the coach yeah but ours was like nutrition and body scans and check-ins and facebook groups and all this kind of stuff and like they had their phone numbers and all this shit so they had this really strong relationship with the coaches and then yeah. the coach fucks off and they're like, where's, they go along with yeah, yeah, where's yeah, the yeah. relationship? So, um, yeah, like, again, it's all a big learning curve. And that's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. What's the key to keeping, keeping staff? Their growth. Their growth? Their growth. And, like, you know, and that was the thing. Like, so, like, a couple of our staff, they went and opened their own gyms. Yeah. But if they had no aspirations... It wouldn't to, be good. Yeah, yeah, well, like, what do they do? They just want more money and they see, like, if they're doing PT, right, like, you know, they're getting charged down at 90 and they get 30, 35 bucks. Well, why don't I get the other 55? 
but they don't understand overheads and wages and super and GST and all this shit because it's like, you know, it looks really good. You charge it out for 90, they get 35, so you're left with 55, but of that 90, pretty much eight, $8.80 goes to eight dollars whatever goes to GST. Yeah. And then of the thirty five you've got another three dollars fifty of super. So now it's actually thirty eight fifty yeah. of eighty dollars. Yeah, so it's hard. It's yeah, hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. like, fair enough, because they just don't see that. And it's like it's again the way I was always looked at it, it was always just an education problem from our front. We didn't tell yeah. them about that shit. And like that's mm. always how I look at it as a leader is it's your fucking fault. That's yeah. responsibility, that's, right? Yeah, yeah. self-responsibility. Yeah, right so it was just like they yeah. they didn't get that we had so much other shit and you know they literally would rock up to work they check the facebook group and they'd have three new clients and their salary or their wages just increased by 20 percent yeah but like you know it was facebook ads and the con like you know i ran 1500 ad campaigns oh fuck Holy on facebook yeah. and spent four or five hundred k on ads a year no total, total for all the gyms it's for the gyms okay yeah like so you know i was in there like testing it like again like I do 30 to 40 different videos per campaign of me doing dumb shit, clapping, hanging off chin-up bars, throwing weights, doing a fucking twerk, like doing all this shit, yeah, like yeah, just yeah, to yeah. get attention, right? To see yeah. whatever works. Yeah. yeah. What kind of work the most when it comes to getting people's attention? Um, kind of stuff we're talking about. Like just anything that stops the scroll. Right? On Facebook, like you, if you look at it, like you're going on there, you're scrolling and you're like, oh, fuck, what's this? So yeah. like the thing about Facebook, it's like kind of distraction marketing, so you need to stop the scroll. Yes, it's kind of infinite scroll. Yeah, kind of like, so yeah. it's like, you know, you're seeing all this shit and you're like, oh, what's, oh, like some dude twerking. Like, and then you read and you're like, oh, actually, yeah, I want to go to the gym and then you click and sign up. Whereas, right. like, on Google, they're like searching for it. So you need a really good offer. Yeah. Mm. So if someone's going, like, teeth whitening, um, it's like, cool, like, free teeth whitening. Oh, fuck yeah, like, sign me up. So yeah. it's all about the offer on Google. But like, again, if you have a good offer on Facebook, like, you know, you get the image and the headline and then it's just about like the copy and them like buying into whatever it is. Yeah. What did you find was the biggest difference between the Facebook ads and the Google ads? We didn't run that many Google ads yeah. for the gyms. Like it's only with the SEO stuff that we've started doing that. Yeah. But like, the, again, the big thing on Facebook is you've got to have like a sick offer. So like we started, when we start, like we started, yeah, no, we were doing like a, a free six-week challenge where you sign up, you pay a deposit. If you lose five kilos in six weeks, you get your cash back. Yeah. And that's like, ah. Uh, How'd that go? It went fucking well. Like Did people we, get them cash back? Yeah, yeah. But then you go, okay, cool. Like you've lost five kilos and then there's like 10. We'll sign you up for another six months and use like, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. Sales, sales, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's... Sorry, man. Well, yeah, yeah like, so <laughs> it, was, it was a good, good offer. But like that's the big thing. Like Facebook was just make sure it's a good offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that scaled. Like, and, you know, people are still running it now. And, like, it's just, like, if your cost per lead, and then it just comes down to math. Like, cost per lead, your percentage, like, that you sale, your, like, refund rate, blah, 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 blah. Like, what are, you, what are your numbers? And if you can get those numbers to work, then you're golden. Oh, damn, yeah. Because, like, you, when you're running Facebook ads, you've got to be super specific about, like, target markets and all that kind of stuff. But how did you, how did you find, like, um, what did you find was the biggest selling point when you're selling just to Perth? Because I'm assuming that would have been, like, yeah, the area, well, right? just, Yeah, honestly, just the offer. And, like, we... Oh, really? Yeah, like, it's... Well, that's the thing. Like, a good offer, like, that's all you need. Like, if you have one good offer, you can... It's like a grand slam. Like, you don't need all these other shitty offers. That's what I think most businesses do wrong. They try to appeal to everyone. They just suck. Um, okay. So, you have, like, one good offer. So, like, for the cryotherapy, we had a $49 facial. Yeah. And we ran it. It's still running for five years. New to Perth. Oh, uh, damn. New, yeah, new this summer. Like, it's the same offer because, you know, like, women generally pay facials two, three $300. Yeah. 
these were 49, 49 dollar facial. Well, fuck yeah, like I'll just try it and come see it out. Yeah, you know, like and we'd get 70 to 80 clients, new clients a week. Damn, what's the importance of like finding that niche and how narrow do you want your niche to be? So, it, I really think it just depends on like what you're offering, yeah. Um, and you know, like, and like the narrower you go, the more you can charge. So, I let you go, you know, you, you understand maths, yeah, yeah. So, you can be a checkout person and you go to accounting. Now, you're accountant, then you get your CPA, and then you go like tax accounting. And then you go like business accounting for like big enterprises. Uh, okay. and, then, and then you yeah. go offshore accounting. And then you go kind of international law accounting. And then you go accounting for Russian oligarchs hiding billions of dollars. Damn, okay. Yeah, I'm so, never thought about it like that. Yeah, yeah, so you go like check out, check out dude. Russian oligarchs cleaning money. Obviously, your fee is going to be a lot more. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just counting debits and credits. But yeah. like... If you can go to this level, you only need three clients, and you know if you're doing one fucking oligarchs counting billions of dollars. Yeah, 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 no, that's true. So that's kind of I think that's where people get stuck, right? They just don't know their offer or what they're actually doing. Yeah, they're not that fucking good at it, and so it's shit. shit. Yeah, yeah. And then you don't get raving testimonies. You don't really get a result, and you're just stuck with mediocrity. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who's sort of stuck in mediocrity? To get out of that bubble, get, you know what I mean? Get better. Get better? Just get better. Yeah. And like pay to get better. Pay someone to get better. Yeah. Pay a coach or a mentor and stuff like that. And like, you know. Who are some of the best business coaches you've worked with that you'd recommend or like? Yeah, I'd say like it, they, they all had their different kind of parts. So I worked with like a guy named Travis Jones. He started RBT, Results Based Training. So he really helped us with the gyms and operations and like just growing these business and team and leadership. Mm. Um, so he was really cool. And then we worked with Kern Ray. And his was all about mindset. And he was always like, your business problems are personal problems that haven't been mm. kind of worked out. And like we did manifestation and power to create and meditation and journaling. And like, you know, I read a hundred books in a year. I'd read two books a year. Wow. Like, and then that was that. And then we worked with this guy named Mitch Sanders and he had like a hosting company. He went from like homeless to a hosting company that he sold for like 25 million bucks or something crazy. Yeah. Um, and he was all like, this is how you systemize a process. Like, Open the Google Drive, click this document, put your name in this in this cell, put your email in this cell, put your fucking birthday, like literally, yeah. you know, you could hand it to anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was really cool. And then we worked with a guy named Alex Hormozzi who just focused on gyms and his story is fucking crazy. He went, like, he had six gyms, got rolled by his business partner and then he started, like, this coaching business for gyms and it, like, he did, like, 20, 30 million dollars and his second or third year. Damn. Like, it was fucking unbelievable. And he was the one who taught us about the six-week challenge stuff and, like, mm. how to actually run ads and offers and, mm. like, anything. Like, if you can put a dollar into Facebook and get a dollar or one back at scale, you're a billionaire. And, like, people just don't get that. Mm. Like, if you can put a dollar in, get a dollar or one back, and that keeps going, you're one cent, you're one cent, it compounds, it compounds, it compounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's true, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so coaching and mentorship is like number one. one yeah. Oh, 100%. Or just shortcuts, like, all the f- stupid shit you're going to do. True, yeah. Um, and, like, I, I, I thrive off, like, pressure. You do? So, yeah. Love it. We, we had, like, we had these groups and, like, you know, Jimmy and I were like, yeah, let's be number one, let's be number one. And so we would, like, yeah, just push it. And, you know, we pushed our gym out, like, yeah, from fucking zero to 10K a week and, like, from March to August which was wild. Yeah. 
as Fuck two kids. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. How, how, how essential would, like, would you say the element of you, like, reading and increasing your knowledge base assisted you in your journey? Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I think the, the big thing about that is, like, because I was doing this shit, right, you get a lot of people that just talk about it. Yeah. But, you know, like, I was dealing with staff, and then I'd read a book on, like, HR and staffing and leadership and growing people. And I'm like, ah, this coach doesn't feel like they've got growth. Or like, you know, like I read the book Five Love Languages. Oh, it's like yeah, 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 words yeah. of affirmation, physical touch, like gifts, acts of service, whatever. Um, and you're like, oh, so that's their love language. So, you know, some coaches, you'd buy them a pair of Nikes. And then other coaches, you'd go, well done. Like, I'm so proud of what you've done with this yeah. person. And that would light up their world. And like, you know, just the learning and being able to apply it was so good. Just, you know, most people read a book and... Like, totally, it, yeah. it comes on mental masturbation. Yeah, and it's like, much, yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, you, you know, you read 10 books, and that's all you really fucking need, and that's the trap I got into more, more, more. Yeah. But, you know, I was reading all these books from the best people in the world, and I wasn't applying. Fuck all. So I just keep reading, keep reading, and hoping the next book would solve my problem, but then, you know, new problems. So, which is like a bunch of books that I just studied, like yeah. highlighted notes and typed them out, and I was like, fuck, that's, that's what I needed. Oh, okay. So you actually like have to be involved in the, yeah, in the, in like, the process. Yeah, and like creating acronyms on like all the different things and like growth factors and like what are these things and like learning like, you know, laws of influence like by Robert Caldini. Yeah. Yeah, so it's LSCAR. So it's liking, social proof, consistency, authority, reciprocity, and scarcity. They're the six laws of influence. Good oh, memory. okay, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, L-scars. Kind of yeah, 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 so yeah. it's like L-scars, and that's, like, what I remember. Yeah. So it's like... So you created acronyms to remember the stuff yeah. and write them yeah. down and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, and then, cool. so, you like, now you, like, look at something and, you know, like, all the shit that's going on now, it's just, like, people with authority. Yeah. They're just, like, they just believe people with authority, and I think, yeah. you know... It's conditioning, mo- eh? Yeah, most, yeah, yeah. most dangerous superstition is authority. Yeah, I Damn, that's that. That, that, that was Robert Green, right? No, no, it oh, was Robert Caldini. Oh, okay. So he does yeah. pre- persuasion and influence. Oh, okay. What, what, what would you say is like the one book that you would recommend anyone to read? Psycho-Cybernetics. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard of that. It's like, I don't write that. Yeah, I haven't heard about that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's all like about like the self-image and like belief and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like game-changing. So he was a plastic surgeon that used to perform plastic surgery but then like you know his patients would come out and they'd be like oh I want my nose like this and this and then he started like actually just kind of going through their mental and like what they believe for themselves and they thought they weren't good enough or pretty enough or blah 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 and that's why oh, they did all okay. this so, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like probably the like, biggest game changer um, that's like kind of yeah number one for me like for, for everyone like that anyone will, anyone that reads that book will benefit Okay, psycho-cybernetics. Yeah, psycho-cybernetics. Okay, yeah. yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> that's a cracker. Okay, yeah. so what made you decide to sell these gyms and move on from this? Yeah, I think, like, the, the big thing was, like, yeah, like, LA and then, like, going overseas and, like, being in, like, these kind of high, mm. bustling environments. Like, I just I just knew there was more. Like, you know, like, we got to seven and we had about 35 staff and there was business partner problems and staff problems and client problems. And I was like, for all this work, like, the the money just wasn't there. Mm. And like, you know, it was like, we're helping people, we're helping seven, 800 people a week, which was awesome. But I was like, to keep growing this, it's either franchises, which like, F, like we're like, oh, F45, and I knew people that owned F45, and it just goes to shit. And like, you mm. know, I could, I, I'd walk into some of the gyms, I'd see like the training going on, I'm like, this fucking sucks, this isn't TBC. F45. No, no, my gyms. Oh, yeah, My gyms, yeah. I'd walk into my gyms, and I'm like, this is shit. 
Because you let lose control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. Like, like I was like, this is not what TBC is about. Like, we're strength training, and you're seeing like people doing fucking burpees and box jumps. I was like, this isn't what our gyms are, yeah. and like our model just didn't scale because like you know you got group training, but then you have strength training, and then you have strength training done right. Mm. And not many people could do that. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, true, yeah, very true. Yeah. So, and I was just like, uh, and then, you know, I'd go overseas, and I'd be like, damn, there's like just so much more life than, mm. again, gyms in the most isolated city in the world with personal trainers that don't, like, you know, they've got the same, yeah. like, career expectancy as real estate, not even real estate agents. Like, mm. people just, it's just like a, such a come and go industry with split yeah. shifts and partners. And, you know, like, I was single for the whole time because, it's it's very hard to tell a girl. Hey, I'm leaving the house at five a.m. I'm going to be back at eleven. You're in Europe at work, and I'm going to get at three p.m. or be back at eight thirty. Oh, okay, yeah. For six years in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's kind of that was like the big thing, and I was just like, in consulting and working, I was like, you make as much money with less overheads, less stress, and mm. at scale is way better. Nice. Yeah, yeah. How did you like um, end up getting into crypto? Because if you said you got into you are consulting for a crypto Yeah, firm? so like my first kind of crypto um, was 2016, 2017. Damn, yeah, that was a so, fucking ago, yeah. Yeah, so like I kind of, my like kind of first time I came across Bitcoin was my mate was Brian Pingers off Silk Road. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he was like, man, like, we should buy some more Bitcoin. It's like at a thousand. Yeah. Like yeah, I've, got yeah. A fa- I've got a Facebook message from my mate from to- May of 2016. You're like, nah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get some, I'll get some. Um, so, yeah, I kind of first bought Bitcoin about 8,000. Um, and then, yeah, 2017, we were like, we just had cash. We'd put like 20 grand into an ICO and it turned into 19 a day. We'd sell out and we'd buy this. And then, again, me and my risk taking, I took a fucking $25,000 personal loan at 22% interest. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck, bro? Yeah, put it all into crypto, <laughs> like it fucking five bagged. Paid off the loan, had eighty grand. Oh, my back, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah like yeah. you know, I what bought, coin was that? Oh, like I, I bought like Ethereum at like sixty bucks, seventy bucks. Fuck me, what a Dude, what, I what a time! Another real estate. One of my mates is like, "Hey, look, we should buy some Bitcoin." At the time, I was like a history buff. I was like, "No, nah, if, if you want a currency, you need a military." They don't have one, so they're gonna crash. And then I feel like a fucking dickhead. This is like <laughs> the end of twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It's, um, no, I know, man. Yeah, mm. that door door, but I went the same thing, dude. Yeah, no, so I, I think, like, I, I, my mum's my always been just so open and just, like, do whatever you want. So I, I've got a very, I'm very, I don't know, like, I, I won't believe everything, but, like, you know, I'll just, I'll investigate and kind of just check things out. And just, yeah, yeah. Just suss it and play a life. Um, so, yeah, no, crypto, and, like, we were just, like, looking at this crypto, yeah, personal loans, and we just fucking, like, all in, and, like, you know, you put, like, we're on, like, the Bitcoin cash fork and, like, all this kind of shit, like, being there from, like, the start, you know, like, I, my coin spot, um, my coin spot referral code's 109, so I was the, oh, damn, I was the 109th member of coin spot. That's fucking early. Dude, and they've got 2 early. million users now. Damn. So, yeah, that's kind of how early we were, like, in Coinspot. Fuck how do you me, choose bro. which coins to invest in now? So, sure. now, um, I, like, so mine's, like, I, I'm kind of, part of me is, like, the long-term tech, but the other part of me is, like, YOLO shit coins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like Doge? No, yeah, yeah so I, see, again, when I first fought, bought Doge, it was 0.0003. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, and then I bought it again in January of this year. And like me and my fucking housemate were like trading it, and then we like paper hands out at like fucking nine cents. 
and like yeah and then so I yeah I bought bought those so like I'd, I'd buy like kind of the top 30 like I kind of just looked around at that and like look, popular coins. Yeah, 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 like, yeah they're always going to be there right so um and then like kind of I got like last year sold all the gyms went supposed to go traveling and then had to come back to Perth and I was just like I, I dug some fucking deep rabbit holes yeah like the deepest the cabals the fucking clintons the rothschild like i went deep into all of that shit i've been there yeah yeah i believe it all yeah (laughs) (laughs) i I went fucking like you know fiat and the uh, fucking um what's that book the where the island where they started the federal reserve um the creature of jekyll island Creature Jekyll Island. Yeah, the Creature of Jekyll Island was all a bunch of bankers. They went off to an island to like say, ah, we need like the Federal Reserve and that's that's where it all talks about. You know what what the fuck, man? When the Federal Reserve came out, tax in America came out at the exact same time within yeah. within within two years yeah before that you didn't even need tax yeah yeah because like that, that, oh that's again I, I I can speak for days for this shit like I'm I'm real like real yeah. um, big taxation is theft if any other institution well, it's actually illegal is it? yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, Tax is not legal. So, either. Paige, I think it's 16 of the ATO, is like you will say, you will voluntarily declare what you earn. So, if you don't declare, it's fine. Yeah. But right now, they're a private corporation masquerading yeah. as a government entity. Yeah. And they just have a, they have a military to back them, essentially, which is yeah. the police and the law system. But Yeah, scam. 100% scam. But I watched a podcast, I don't know what the guy's name, you sent it to me about, talking about fiat currency and saying that like you're losing 15%. Every fiat currency in the history of the world has gone to zero. Just a matter of time. So what do you think the future of, of business is now? Really just or, depends on what happens in the next 12 to 18 months. Well, that's a, that's well, a what really are you short time, time as Well, like, so there, there's, out. like, if you look, like, you, you go, oh, yeah, you know, it's all going to go back to normal, but... I don't think so. I, 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 I don't think so either. But, so, like, in a kind of, like, utopia, you have businesses, you know, you have a gym that wants to raise money. They will, instead of going raising funds, paying 6% to brokers, doing other shit. They'll have like a tokenized ownership of their business in NFTs with voting rights. Yeah, yeah. That have like, you know, if all the money goes into say USD Tether, it can't be spent like no, no more than X in smart, and it's just all smart contracts that are worked on blockchains that go, okay, cool. But you've got voting rights for this, Ryan, you've got voting rights for this, blah, 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 blah. It'll be like tokenized fundraising and tokenized operations, blah, 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 blah. So that's like an NFT thing. The other is like China, social credit scores, and you're all we're all just fucked. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it's got to be. It's got. It's, it's, it's a very shaky. Yeah. yeah it's got. It's got to be one of those. So, and I think it like gives me quite a cynical outlook on life. I'm like, it's all fucked. <laughs> this is all just a big fucking scam. Yeah, with China, yeah. it feels like China just literally bought Australia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, turning it to China, like you look at like, like the like the yeah. green, oil belt through Melbourne and the smart cities and the bushfires that got apparently not build those railways, yeah, railway lines yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it gets pretty deep, mate. Yeah, yeah, so, like, again, like, if you look at those things and you can go, ah, like, I became a skeptic of everything from the fitness industry because I had one fuckwit telling me carbs are bad and one fuckwit telling me carbs are good. And I paid these blokes plenty of cash. Mm. And I'm like, well, you're both the best in the world. You're both strength coaches and training Olympic athletes. And you're telling me these two opposite things. things yeah, yeah. I, I, get like, it, I get it with, like, paleo and vegan. Yeah. yeah. And they both have, like, peer-reviewed studies to prove that they're yeah, great. Yeah, but peer-reviewed are just paid for people. 
or paid off scientists. Yeah, well. exactly. I agree that science is like a new religion, to be honest. Yeah. But when they both have evidence and they both have convincing arguments and they both have success stories, it's like, well, how the fuck are they both correct? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think, like, the truth always lies somewhere in the middle. That's true. Yeah. Well, so I love a good steak. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. a war on meat. You know, the soy boys, they're coming. Or like um, Bill Gates, <laughs> one of his farmland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, that Beyond Meat burger is actually a load of shit. Oh, that's a it's fucking like the cheapest shit. It's vegetable oils, canola oil, and like soy and pesticide-ridden garbage, Yeah, it's bro. dog food. <laughs> Not even dog. I wouldn't feed it to my dog. Yeah, food, it's, think, it's trash. But when it comes to crypto, right? Yep. All the different coins. Yep. Eventually, it's going to be used as some kind of currency. How will they How will it be sorted out that some coins make it, some coins don't? Like, oh, like what the same with the, the ATO. Like, not the ATO, the stock exchange. You get yeah, rug pulls. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Free, free market, market capitalism. Yeah. Supply and demand, really. Like, and like you go, like you've got your Moneros, your pirate coins, your Moneros, like these private coins, because violence is always going to be a thing. Violence, yeah. Yeah, violence is always going to be a thing. How will you steal someone's cryptocurrency? <laughs> no, yeah, well, that's like you know, gunpoint. If they don't oh, have yeah. ring signature and stuff like that, then like they send them off to a, a wallet that can't be tracked, and you know, that's the things like Monero and stuff like that. So you always can look at like the so Monero can't be tracked. Uh, you can track it. Like again, the IRS put a $500,000 bounty for someone to crack out the Monero code and that still hasn't been solved. Oh, wow. So like, you, it's private, so I can see you transferring to me, you can see me, tra- but no one else can see. That's pretty cool. That's what the oh, that's DJ crazy. Yeah. 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 yeah, so like that's Monero and then you've got something like Pirate Chain, which is even more secure. So really? Pirate Chain? Yeah, yeah Pirate Chain. Which it's right? called R. A R R R. Like R. <laughs> pretty, uh, that's pretty, actually pretty gangster. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah, gangster. gangster. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so oh, yeah. like you, like, you know, I, I, I've got that kind of like, I'm not like a, a, an overall fanatic because like at this point now, like I think anyone under 5 million like net worth just needs to gather as much capital as they can. Because once you get to there, like once you got 5 million, you give it to any punk and they can make you 8%. That's 400K a year. Yeah. And you can't go back. That's yeah. my next goal. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can't. You can't really go backwards. That's if true. You, yeah. Like if you've got 400k a year to blow, mm. like you know most ASX stocks, six to eight percent dividends. Like you can't go backwards. So you got five million cash tax free. All right. Broker, wealth manager, crypto dude, just make me eight percent. You got not ten grand a month, but pretty close to ten grand yeah, a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To like not ten grand a week, sorry, to blow. Oh yeah. shit. Like, I mean, unless you're like again, kids and families and whatever, but like, even then, it's pretty, still pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because it's all tax free as well, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, 10 grand a week in your pocket. Um, so that's kind of what I think. I'm like, you, you've got to get to five mil, and then you can now choose a life that you actually want to live. Yeah. So, like, crypto or whatever. So, but that's the thing, right? Like, I think crypto is the like biggest wealth, like, grab opportunity for people to understand it in the history of the world because you've got like boomers that just don't want to get into it they want their housing the property and their stocks and you've got some punk swapping like tits coins for cum rockets on poo coin and <laughs> making <laughs> 700x yeah 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 like the amount of money yeah, yeah like you see that bloke he put eight grand into shiba and it turned into five billion yeah, yeah that's fucking I'm wild myself, bro. Bro. i remember yeah. when, I, when i bought dodge thing about a year not just bought it on the same almost day. a year right yeah i'm gonna buy shiba new at the same time and i was like nah dodge is the one yeah. And I was like, you fuckhead. Like, <laughs> Shiba just like... <laughs> but then, then, but then again, like, you just thought it was just another shit coin, yeah. man. Like, yeah. you just would have never known, bro. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I love a rug pull. Like, I've, yeah. been, I've been rug pulled that many times. I've got fucking Doge Pug and Space Pug and... 
or I've got seven trillion coins that I bought right. for a grand or something. I'm just like now market value is like dollar thirty. Fucking the Squid Game coin. That yeah, that was, that was, was funny, man. Yeah. That was crazy. Did you yeah. see the video? Yeah, did, the guy yeah, trading. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was wild, bro. It was straight down. Um, what are your top coins at the moment? Like top ten. You would recommend that this is like yeah okay so like 100x yeah no so I uh, like in terms of uh, yeah in terms of 100 so like you look at like layer ones so they're like your Ethereum so again oh, I was yeah. fortunate I put 20 grand into Ethereum at 200 bucks mm. so I've got 85 yeah. Ethereum that's pretty, oh, pretty fuck okay yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. I like you know is Ethereum going to 30x from here uh, probably yeah, not think, yeah. like you know the market cap's got to go 30 times four that's 1.4 trillion. I think it's at four hundred billion. It's a nice stable yeah. investment. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, so Ethereum's going to grow, but the gas fees are fucking yeah. Terrible, like, but the thing, like, this is the part that people that haven't, you know, you look at like BlackRock, Vanguard, all those monster hedge funds. They manage kind of hundred trillion dollars. So let's just say a hundred, like a hundred trillion dollars, and you know they have a mandate of two trillion, a two percent into mm. crypto. That's two trillion dollars that's going to flow into the top twenty. Yeah. Yeah, but aren't they like trying to say that um, it's gonna the projected future market cap for the cryptocurrency industry is gonna be like two hundred trillion? Yeah, yeah. So that's a hundred extra now. Yeah, yeah. But you know, they're not every coin's gonna ride that. Yeah, yeah. And like, but the thing about those future projections is they, you know, the money printer goes and then how much money they're gonna print. Yeah. So and that's again the the probably the most life changing thing I ever learned that nothing goes up in value, just the amount of money in circulation goes up. Because yeah. an ounce of gold has always bought a suit. So back in like the Roman dies, an ounce of gold will buy you a nice suit as a Roman. Yeah. And then 19 whatever, it was like 20 bucks for an ounce of gold, that bought you a suit. Now gold's 2,600, 2,500, and that'll buy you a that's nice a suit. suit. Ah, so, good. I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah so yeah. like that's the thing. Like, people don't understand that. And people are, oh, inflation is necessary. No, it's fucking not. Inflation is just the rich taking money because they own the assets, taking money from the poor and stealing your wealth. I think for me one of the most important thing of, of was understanding inflation. Like understanding yeah. inflation changes everything. Yeah, changes yeah. everything. If you're realizing that like you you can have like 10k in your bank account, but in 10 years you're not going to be able to buy the same amount of yeah goods and items. services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's right. So uh, and that's like you know that's where I'm very fortunate. Like you know I learned about business, I learned about sales and marketing and money and capital and like assets and inflation and you're like oh it all kind of comes together. Like you know uh, you go to the shopping and they're like they're like I, I buy the same same twenty foods like chicken, rice, meat, potatoes, apples and I'm like my apples went from three ninety nine a kilo to six ninety nine. Well, that's double. Oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. But like it's three bucks. It's yeah, three yeah, bucks yeah. a kilo. Like fuck. But it's, it's still double. But, yeah. It's yeah, double. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like you when your income's fixed. And the shit's gone up. You just the purchasing power's gone down. It's technically you're going poorer. Yeah, the, yeah. you are. Yeah. yeah. So, um, back to the crypto thing. Yeah, altcoin. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, hundred X. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking hundred X. <laughs> yeah. So I, I look at like layer one. So like Polygon, Phantom, Avalanche. Um, Cardano, shit like that, they're layer one. So they're okay. like Ethereum that they're always going to be used just even if it's for gas fees. Right. I got some Cardano, but not, not the rest. Yeah. yeah. So like, car, car, like, sorry, Polygon Matic, that's a bridge from Ethereum. So you can bridge it across yeah, yeah. and then use it. So, you know, you look at like the use case, they're all like operating systems. So they're like your iOS, your Android, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And then everything else is built on top. So like, yeah. um, 
Ave, which is like the kind of the first DeFi thing. It was it was Etherland initially, and then it got rebranded to Ave. Mm. Ave is on Ethereum, but like to transact in Ave, you need Ethereum. So that's just that need yeah. for Ethereum and shit like that. It'll so always be there. Yeah, yeah. So you like look at all these like blockchains. So there's like Minar, and there's like all these different blockchains and they're the actual chains that you kind of build on mm. and then you've got like your level twos and these are like apps so yeah. an app that runs on ethereum or like anything you know you, yeah. you're on pancake swap or sushi swap or whatever they're like the second tier of projects that are running on the blockchain yep, yep. um and then like and now you're just going into like you know are you going to be like into gaming cryptos and you think like gaming cryptos and like you know a couple of guys that I follow like doesn't really matter what's going on in the world, people are going to play video games. Like video games yeah, is number, one, true, yeah, number yeah. one sport in the world, the most, tele, uh, most viewed sport. So, okay, like you look into gaming cryptos. The engine, ultra. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, all that kind of shit. Alluvium, all that kind of stuff. That, okay, cool, there's going to be a need for them and play to earns and you go, you got Axie Infinity and shit like that. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts on HBAR? HBAR, don't know about it. Yeah. I haven't yeah, really looked into it. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. Like, it's like, and that's the funny thing about crypto, right? Like, are people like, oh, like, what do you think? I have no, no fucking idea. idea. So yeah, I, so I, I thought so you, many I thought you them, knew yeah. about crypto, but like, okay, tell me about every company on the ASX. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. Facts, yeah. That's true. It's just like, if you if you get good at like understanding them, and like, yeah, my Ethereum thing was luck. Like, I put it, Put twenty or so grand in there. I was like, "Fuck it." Ethereum's mm. been there. My kind of thing was, I bought it at kind of twenty bucks, hoping to get back to a thousand because that would be worth a hundred grand. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. yeah, the biggest mistake I ever made was like, I was like, I think I put uh, six, six, six or seven hundred bucks, and I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna put twenty bucks in there." This was like in 20, 2017 and then it like stagnated for like a year. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna take it out." <laughs> I had like two grand in there and I took it out now I'm looking at it I'm like fuck I want to slap myself I yeah, just yeah. Left it. yeah yeah no I um yeah it's it's yeah but see that's the thing though I've always, always thought about it like even though this is the point we are right now it's still like what two point three percent of the world who is still <laughs> yeah. seeing this or in this market yeah but it's like like again most of my mates don't invest in it like the idea of investing for them is fuck like just no idea so you know you hang out with people in crypto you think crypto is like everyone's doing that but it's like my sister she's a lawyer she got a like and she doesn't do crypto like, okay, and you're yeah, like yeah. so you're like it's still so early and like again i always like what's the good out good out of covid like covid everyone knows what a qr code is now yeah and that's like how you can send payments in crypto and transact and make it a currency and blah 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 yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's still so early, and like the big guys are still like once the like super funds and the hedge funds and all that kind of shit start playing, that's yeah. when shit's like the top twenty is gonna go bonkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Ray Dalio who just yeah. started, just dabbled in a little bit, mm. and I think like someone like Ray Dalio saying, "All right, like I've um, um, I've started putting money in Bitcoin," everyone's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, what, yeah. what the fuck?" Because yeah, it's 100%. such a Huge well, name in that. Well, it's there's 21 million Bitcoin and there's 44 million millionaires in the USA. Oh damn! Okay. So, so just, like just on that, like not every millionaire can own a whole Bitcoin. Yeah, that's true. But doesn't know uh, what's his name? Uh, fuck, who's that guy? A Michael Sayer owned like fucking yeah, exactly twenty something thousand. Yeah, exactly. Like that? yeah. So like that's 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 kind of what I'm saying, right? Like not every millionaire in the US can own a Bitcoin. So if you own a Bitcoin now, like eventually you'll be one of the wealthiest people in the world. Fuck. Do you, do, you, do you think there's ever potential huh? that something will ever take over Bitcoin? Or no. Is, no. Okay. Not, not, not now. 
But Ethereum has more utility than Bitcoin, right? Yeah, yeah. but like gold has fuck all utility. Look how long it's been around for. Yeah, true, true, true. true. Yeah. But it, like again, that's what I like. It's free market, like free market capitalism, right? What will the market pay for it? Yeah, that is true. That so is true. I, I look at those things as like, okay, cool. You've got like these like main kind of cryptos and then you've got like the things that are doing shit and they're changing the world. And then you've got like stuff like Monero that's like fucking awesome and it's just got nothing. So like the utility and all that kind of stuff, like, I don't know. I think there's still a couple of cycles. I actually, okay, cool. What is this crypto doing? How can it work? And stuff like yeah. that. But you know, like something like Nexo, like I've got Nexo and like Nexo pays you like 12% for holding crypto on an account. So, oh damn! Yeah, yeah, so if you even if you hold USD, you get twelve percent. So you have a hundred grand in there; they pay you twelve grand a year interest. Uh, I'm going to the next though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll send you my referral link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah, like so. Yeah, like, I think like again, crypto. Like I, I just find it so fascinating, and it, it's just so liberating, right? Like, yeah. I, I believe that everyone should be able to transact with whoever they want, with whatever they want, as long as they don't hurt people. So yeah. as long as there's no violence involved. Um, which is like true anarchism, right? Like yeah. true anarchy is you and I can transact. If we don't hurt anyone or we don't put anyone else in danger, it's fine. Yeah. And as soon as we start putting people in danger, then, then that's obviously not fine. So if you've got like two things, you know, and that's like, again, a black market is a free market yeah. because it is supply and demand. What people will pay for the good or service. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. that's how I look at it, right? Like, you know, there's, oh, the black market, this, it's just what people will pay for it. Well, they're just using it to transact yeah. anyway. Yeah, they're just yeah, yeah transacting. Yeah. So I, I think like crypto's got such like it's so fascinating and it's such a cool time to be alive. Yeah. Um, like where all this stuff's gonna be in fifty years, like smart contracts and DeFi banking and shit like that. Like you know, so many people in El Salvador now, like you know, they're unbanked, but they can use crypto through a wallet on their phone, which is fucking cool. It's crazy, yeah, yeah. That's it's crazy. Crazy. it's yeah. like mobile phones are just like they bypass like the yeah. land, the landline. Yeah. In it's liberating. Yeah. yeah. I think the the one of the first instances of like um, uh, mobile banking was in Kenya. It's called M-Pesa. This happened, I think, but when, I, when, I, when was I there? It was in 2012. 2012, but it, was, it had already been there like two or three years. So like it was, uh, um, you go buy credit on your um, on a local shop, you store like M-Pesa credit, but you can um, just pretty much send it instantly and you can go mm -hmm. buy shit with it. And like I think that was my, a, a couple of years later and I started thinking about it, I was like, holy fucking shit, that is a digital banking system. Hmm. And no one, else, nowhere else in the world was that there, other than Kenya. But they were they were holding it for such a long time. I'm thinking like, how comes it wasn't implemented anywhere else in the world? It's so quick that my I can send fifty bucks to my grandma right now, and it'll be there in less than two minutes. Yeah. But but like you can't do that with just a normal bank transfer. No. More no, with that bank transfer is gonna take you what twenty four forty eight hours. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. How ridiculous is that? It's just—it's all fees. It's, it's all fees. Man. Yeah, it's, when, when like again, if you understand how like banking works and fractional reserve banking and how they make money on the overnight market and it's interbank lending and all that kind of shit, that's why they're so against OSCO because OSCO is instant, right? But they can't make any money off it because it's like my bank to your cake. There's oh no, yeah, true. And that's why, like, know that. you know, so many banks, like not so many banks, but even like HSBC hasn't rolled out OSCO because they wanted to go international money markets and you know it's Hong Kong, Singapore. Yeah, yeah, Hong Kong, Singapore Bank Corporation or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like it's over in China and you know, they, they want to make money on the interest and you clip point zero zero one percent of a hundred billion dollars, it's ten million bucks. Yeah. Yeah, damn, that's crazy. So like it, and I think when you it's it's great when you understand it, but then you are oh, that's why everything's so fucked. Yeah, it's just it's money, money and yeah. power and control.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's interesting, especially the time that we're in right now. Mm. I think a lot of people are just realizing, like, how fucked it is, like, you oh, know, fuck how yeah. fucked up we are. Like, especially the, I think, for me, it was more like when you, when you realize, when you start, like, learning a little bit about the financial system and just basically everything that's going on, and you just, you start going into those rabbit holes. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then it's just kind of like, everything's, it's just a power play, man. Yeah, it is literally just a motherfucking power play. Big slave planet. Yeah, big yeah. slave planet. Yeah. Hey, um, where do you learn about all this stuff about federal banking and YouTube and reading? YouTube reading. Yeah. Yeah. Just like lots of podcasts and stuff like that. Like, okay, yeah, I gotta, I gotta dig a little bit deeper. Yeah, like yeah. I think, like yeah, just understanding it. It's like you know, they when they first started like the banking and like lending out interest, then the people were in debt to the bankers for life. So if I have a hundred dollars mm. and I put it in the bank and then they loan it out or like it gets loaned out mm. plus the interest so now there's $105 in circulation there's only $100 so from that day forward society is in debt you can't pay it back like yeah everyone paid back all the money sense, that was in yeah. debt yeah, yeah. so that anymore. was like yeah kind of reading about the history of money and the history of credit cards and all that kind of shit it's like ah yeah, yeah okay so yeah. Fuck, is this a lose-lose game yeah, yeah. Do you, so, how do you think they'll ever like get to a point of the try and tax crypto? Oh, it's coming. It's coming. But aren't they really doing it? Like you put you money back into your account. Yeah, so yeah. like so all the exchanges, they obviously have you like your data and shit like that. Yeah. So they'll send off your data to the tax authorities and all that kind of shit. So that's how they'll tax it. That's the beauty about pancake swap and uni swap and sushi swap and all this all those swapping things. You can you can if you can get USD tether or something from a thing where you don't have KYC, you swap it and trade it and whatever, right? Then there's no, like, it's very hard to track on that. But then again, everything's blockchain and again, the beauty of the blockchain you can see. So that's where like atomic swaps on Monero, you can swap Bitcoin to Monero and shit like that. That's going to be like game changing. They're going to be able to track it. So again, they're coming for it. They want it. That's can, we, can we do that now? Can we trade Bitcoin to Monero? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, trade you Bitcoin can, to yeah. Monero. So you just need an exchange that doesn't have KYC. So... And again, like that, it's like the like the the whole like tax argument. I, I see both sides of it, but I'm like, it's just like we can get rid of the Federal Reserve, and we wouldn't need to have tax in the first place. Yeah, the government would have their own money. Well, like, look yeah. at them all the all this printing and all this helping out and shit now. Like, mm. and it's inflated everything and currency in circulation. Like, what is it like one in two? No, twenty percent of all U.S. dollars or something crazy like that were printed mm. in last. Months. Yeah, it's crazy, man. But even like um, America for 150 years had no tax. They had roads, schools, hospitals, everything was, they were, they were doing fine in the 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> they were doing all right. Honestly, man. Yeah, but I think there was like the, one of the Jonathan biggest Kennedy arguments. About this. That's yeah. what I got. Do, oh, really? Jeff, JFK was like, he did a speech talking about secret societies and the plan to enslave the people and that sort of stuff. And he was trying to expose yeah. this stuff and he got bumped uh, to the head. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 I think one of the arguments about, about like taxes, like they um, they say that it's meant to help other people and uh, people who are less fortunate, and which I totally understand. But there's also there's actually studies that show like when you um, when you give when people have more money and they have more income, yeah. they're more um, egalitarian. So they give they give more, and they, if they if people set up like charities, blah blah blah, That's they're true. much they're much more likely to give more out of their pockets. And whereas in comparison to when you have a, such a high tax rate, they yeah. have less in their pockets. So That's true, yeah. Give less. Yeah, definitely. Well, anywhere there's foreign aid, it fucks everything because it distorts prices and same with like minimum wages and stuff like that. It's It distorts capitalism and it's like, you know, when you don't have a free market, nothing works. 
because you know you're not you're incentivized to go to this. Like that's why Tesla's still around because they're getting all these government kickbacks and all that kind of shit, right? Yeah, yeah. So right, it's yeah. like when you don't have a free market economy running, then you just get like people that move to, oh, like we're unprofitable doing this. Let's go where we can get a kickback from the government and subsidize this, and then subsidies and it artificially raises prices and profits, and then that's just like again demand and supply curves. Yeah. So do you kind of do you believe like let's say we're at an economic crash, those those companies that are Incapable of holding themselves, it should pretty much crash. Yeah, 100%. Well, it's just inefficient, inefficient use of capital and resources. Yeah. Because an efficient business would allocate resources properly. Yeah. Through all the factors, and if it's uh, like inefficient capital allocation, yeah, they deserve to crash. Yeah, true. Well, yeah. And because, and then again, yeah. Well, then, because it's like the jobs they're creating are inefficient. So, like, you know, you dig deeper. Well, the people that aren't, they're not creating enterprise value, and they're not creating value within the company. And then if they're not creating value, then people aren't getting more goods and services. So there's less GDP and there's less like, prosperity. So that company's no good. But like, it's the fact that they can get bailed out and too big to fail, it just fucks everything up. Yeah, so some of them become like ghost companies, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. Th that's interesting. Yeah. What a mess. So where are your next moves from here, man? Next moves from here, like, is, like, oh, yeah, I'm super, like, super interested in the crypto stuff. And like, yeah, they're kind of consulting, like, just really honing in on, like, you know, make growing a company and making it explode like through ads through marketing through automation through hiring through good hires good capital allocation taking like you know things that are wasting their money and, and scaling it and that's where i think like because i've done it like i understand it and like just applying those business principles there is kind of what like i'm really interested in like nice. go, go work with a couple of companies and just scale them up and mm. take a good retainer take a profit share and then take some equity and then hopefully get them to list Beautiful. Um, so that's kind of what I think, like, you know, I look at my genius and it's like, I'm great at copywriting, I'm great at sales, great at marketing, and they're like putting that together into business growth, like tangible free cash flows over the next five years. It's like, cool, come work with you. If I, like, that's the thing, like, when we talk about like marketing and funnels, we'll get real nerdy. Like, if everything stays the same and I increase your opt in rate from 5% to 8%, that changes the game. Mm. Like, mm, just, yeah, just, yeah. just fixing your funnel. Yeah. Like nothing else changes. All your ads are the same. Everything's same. But the landing page, so we get, you know, instead of out of 100 people, we get five leads. We get eight leads. Now your salespeople have eight leads to work with. Mm. Hopefully, like, you know, they close one more sale. And then from everything of that, like if you've got a good ticket price, you've got another 30, 40, 50, $100,000 in new revenue. Yeah. So like, and, and that's where understanding how like, cost per 1,000 impressions, opt-in rates, like refund rates, sale rates, gross contribution to sale, the marketing costs, the things, the commission that you pay the salespeople, the return rate, the like re-sign rate, all these things Damn. on any like, package, if you can just move one number, half a percent or a percent mm. on a billion dollar company, you can move their sales 20, 50, 100 million, like just from Game one time, number. Yeah. So uh, that's what I think. I'm like, I used to have like a bunch of clients I consult with and like you try and do all these things and you know, they're paying you a couple of grand a month but it's just like, there's not the, like, you're not paying me enough to invest all in. Like, 100%. So if then I'm like, well, I'm just going to help, you got to sort it out yourself and you know, these, these business owners generally can't sort it out. So mm -hmm. I'm like, well, if you can't sort it out, then I'll, I'll keep going through, going through the motions whereas like, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, come as like a growth exec, scale it up change this, change the sales, let us change how everything gets done, then you're going to see a massive change in enterprise value, right? And like, Beautiful. yeah, like one client, yeah, you've got like key person risk or key business risk, but at the same time, it's still a good job and it'll be fine. Mm. 
Mm. So that's kind of like what I, I'm really interested at the moment because it's like the the small staff, like you know, you're dealing with like broke business owners that don't want to scale, and like the reality is, if they wanted to do it, they'd be fucking doing it. Yeah. Like if they wanted to run ads, they'd be running ads. If they want to learn marketing, they'd run marketing. If they want to learn crypto, they'd fucking learn it. Like if you work a nine to five. <laughs> You're just so, fucking lazy if you're not doing it. So what's the number one thing you see in people that are holding themselves back or one thing that you... Comfort. Yeah. Like they're just comfortable mm. and like comfort's a drug. And then just like a bit of a lack of belief in themselves, you know, mm. like the school system makes you shelter into a box, you put your hand up to go for a piss and blah, 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 blah. Like, <laughs> That's fucking true. <laughs> like you just, you yeah. just sheltered in. But if you, you know, you believe in yourself and you're like, you've, you don't have that limitation, then you mm. can go, ah, oh, sweet, I can fucking do it. Yeah, cool. So that's kind of what, what I think I'm like. I'm like, you know, I, I, I used to be a real judgy motherfucker and judge everyone, but now I'm like, everyone's just doing the best they want. And, like, and mm. people that want to do it, they'll do it. And now I'm like, well, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Like, it's fine. Like, True. And that comfort and that belief you see yeah. with people, how have you helped them break through that? Or what have they done to, to get out of that little like, box? There? It really depends on the person. Like, so like, I had like two, two clients and, and one was just like straight up, like, this is shit, fix it. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like that, that you, no, no, to, I would say that to him. Like, oh, it's yeah. like just real straightforward and real aggressive. And like, this is where like personality types and all that kind of shit uh, come yeah, into okay, it. Yeah. Like, you know, integrators and leaders and blah, 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 blah. And like their communication styles and that kind of stuff. And like, you know, some people like work better being told. Some people work better being showed. Some people mm-hmm. like, you're know, doing it with them. And then another person I worked with, I was really like, cool. Like, what do you think about this? And that answer, I'm like, oh, like, do you think this would help? Yeah, like, if you could do, like, one thing, what do you think would be the best to, like, fix this? Oh, fair enough, fair enough. You're like a psychologist at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like, I worked with, like, 5,000 people through all the gyms. Like, you know, through, like, we had coaches meeting, talking about results yeah. and, like, hiccups and all that shit. I feel like it's draining you, man. Oh, you fuck yeah. Like, fuck, you've got PTSD when you're talking about this. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like a knuckle dragon. Yeah, like, get like, off the ground. Yeah, but, <laughs> like, it was, it was cool. Like, I, I, I worked, yeah. like, you know, I had, like, 100 clients when I was 19. Working, That's fair. That's yeah, fair. like so, and then you know, with the gyms, like I was just working with so many different people. Like one of my first clients, oh, like Scottish bloke named Mike, and like you know, he had mm. some challenges that we worked through. And then like I was training like eighteen-year-old chicks that had just finished high school that just wanted to like, yeah. stay fit. And I was oh, training mums, and then I was training dudes that wanted to get jacked. And I was like, you know, you just get all these different experiences, and you learn yeah. ah. You just want to kind of like just ref- like reflect what they need and what they want and how mm. they see the world yeah. and like their worldview and just kind of mirror and like help them step through. Like some people work better with you're a fuckwit, like sort it out. And others are like, well, like you know this and this and like what do you think and how do you think we could make this better? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So like, all the stuff sort of behind you now. You're got to going into the big league now. Which yeah. Is yeah, that's awesome, man. How old are you now? I'm 27. 27. Fuck you, bro. That's a very good, very good start yeah, in life, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, you know, I really think like, you know, people are like, oh, I've been doing this for 20 years and like, you know, there used to be PTs at Good Life. I've been doing this for 15, 20 years. I was like, bro, you're, you're running 40 sessions a week. Like, it's nothing special. But then sometimes if that's all they want, that's all they want. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true and right. that's kind of what like, you know, back then I was like, fuck's wrong with you like and I'm like oh if that's cool with you you make your 100 grand a year and you all perspective man. Yeah, yeah like so I think like I've gathered a lot of like old man perspective very early I'm like oh well if that's, not, if that's what you want that's what you want that's like, true you're smashing in a business when you're 19, 20 man I was smashing yeah. pingers when I was 19, 20 yeah. <laughs> I mean I, yeah, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I did my, <laughs> yeah, my first pinger until I was 21 on my 21st birthday one of my mates I thought I was getting a Dexy and he hooked me a pinger and I was like whoa but so I yeah like it's um 
I think that like kind of like journey for people like they just go through it themselves right and like yeah. um, like I did a bunch of magic mushrooms and a bunch of weed in Thailand and I was like did like that whole like fuck like what's the meaning of life and like what's the per and you're like wow like it's very mm. sobering but then it's just kind of like it's very liberating at the same time yeah like that ego death and that like so you've done shrooms a few times yeah I've done, yeah. done it a few times Would you like, said that sort of helped you open your mind a lot or I've always had a very open mind well, it's kind of been like I'm more like, like sometimes I've gotten like fucking cook like into interdimensional like fucked, mm. um, and I'm like wow. But then other times I'm like, well, oh okay, like just it's just all that perspective stuff. I think that's always the yeah, the um the game changer. It's like oh okay, like yeah right, like understanding people's different perspectives and way of lives and their education and mm. their problem solving and their way like they you know, same water that uh, softens the potato hardens the egg. Yeah. What was one of the biggest insights you ever got when you are on troops? Uh, like, yeah, the whole, like, meaning of life. And, okay, like, yeah. so you guys ever played Mario Kart? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. the last, last level? Um, Rainbow it? Road? Oh, yes, yeah. And it's, like, floating. Yeah. And, yeah. like, it's, like, kind of, like, tiles. Mm. So, like, my whole life was, like, tiles. So I was, like, when I grew up and I was a kid and I was, like, driving him over, like, I was, like, Mario, like, driving over. And, like, I'd drive past and I'd, like, kind of go through all these different things in my life. And then it kind of went into the future and like I had kids and a family and like this and I was traveling and like all these different things. And then as I like passed the finish line, the like thing dropped out and I just like kept falling, falling, falling. And I was like in this, like I was sober, but like in this like trip and I like, I could feel myself like falling and I just like hit this like concrete and just went slam. It was like game over, like start again. And I was like, wow, that's life. Like yeah. I don't know what happens in the afterlife and like all that kind of shit, but I was like, wow, that's wild it is wild not fair damn do you believe in past life and things like 100 percent, 100 percent. so i got a pretty fucked up story so when i was like uh like a year or something old or two years old or whatever like i like because i was like sitting like, i could walk and talk really young like I, I don't know like but you know i was walking before i was two like i was just super young and i was like my sister like taught me like times tables like before I was like three like I could do all the times tables before I was so three. Like a whiz kid. Yeah, yeah like well not not whiz kid but just kind of like just learnt stuff and like my dad was just a loose cannon. How's your memory? Fucking amazing. Like yeah, photographic yeah. memory? I like wouldn't say photographic, but like some things I'm like I'll just like pull it out. Like yeah, I'd, okay. I'd, I'd say close, and that was like one of the affirmations I used to say. I used to say like I have a photographic memory. Everything I see, taste, touch, smell, hear, I can recall with crystal clear clarity. I wrote that out probably. 3,000 times like you know right, write it out right, okay. so yeah. you, you're a big believer in NLP and that's yeah yeah so I did like an NLP course like I said I've just done so much shit like you know I'd, that's interesting you've written 3,000 times but now you've got a fucking sharp memory yeah that's crazy we had a girl on the show here who does like um, physiotherapy and she was saying that which is 18 she's like how cool would it be if I was the person everyone came to for information and I would always have it and now like was it five six well, years yeah, later yeah. she's like running retreats people are asking all these different questions she's just bang 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 yeah. bang and he remembers that thing so that's something I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna fucking yeah no I, I like sorry I like damn the past life thing I don't, I don't know how I knew it or whatever so anyway like mum's ex-boyfriend was born in August 16th or whatever when I was like two I was like mum how come dad wasn't born on the 16th of August and so there's no way I could have known that like except like some sort of life and one of my business colleagues he got hit by a um, hit by a car in New York City pronounced dead Shit. Like he went to, and he tells me he's like pretty fucked up story. He went to this afterlife, and he was like, kind of all these like elderly kind of people, and they're like, oh, like, do you want to keep going? He's like, yeah. 
and then he kind of gets to this like point that he explained to me he's like do you want to like go back to your physical body or do you want to keep going into the afterlife Damn. and he comes back to his body wakes back up strong NDE yeah. yeah wakes back up and just like continues on with life like hit by a car broken legs broken ribs and he was like laughing and talking so he was like all adrenaline and shit like that Fucking and I was hell. like wow so it's a really good book Journey of Souls Actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, my dad talks about that book. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. like my mum, she's big on like astrology. Like I'll be in a shitty fucking mood, and she's like, "Yeah, it's the full moon." I'm like, "Shut up, mum!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it will. Uh, like, I and I kind of read that, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like, there's you know, there's enough cases like yeah. that's it's, not a coincidence. Let's go with the doctor, yeah. right? Yeah. And he had an NDE himself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, it's um. So yeah, I definitely believe in all that, and I definitely believe in like law of attraction. But like, there's law of attraction, and then do fucking something about it. Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. Right. So yeah, like I'm like I'm I'm big on that. Like I think it's just yeah, having like the kind of good inputs, then you get good outputs, right? Have you tapped any of your past lives, or have any ideas of something that you were? No, not really. Like I like I did like past uh, timeline therapy and stuff like that, and like I got some memories from like when I was so young. And I was like, I've not thought about that in like 20, 25 years. And I just remember yeah. these things and like doing it and stuff like that. Like it, it's definitely, definitely interesting. But like I find like learning about all that shit, it's very isolating. And it's very like, you know, you like your mates will be talking about something and like you listen to their language patterns and they're like, oh, I'm this, I'm that. And you're like, oh, well, you're not. Like you can fix it, but it's not my like, role to fix, fix it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's like, you know, like I learned NLP at like 23, 24. Yeah. And I was like, it literally just came up in my Facebook memories the other day. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, I can't remember all that. Like I did all those courses and shit like that. But I'm like, oh, it's fucking isolating. Mm. It's, like, it's like going down the rabbit hole, right? Like, you know, yeah. everyone thinks you're fucking crazy, man. Yeah, until you find your way out, and you turn yeah. into a Tony Robbins like you are now. So yeah, yeah. It has, it's just a fucking journey you got to go yeah. through, I suppose. But all that stuff is going to benefit you in yeah. your business role and training people up and that sort of thing. And it just shows that maybe out of your old friends, you got a different path than, than they do. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. I, I think like and that's what I, like, I've learned is like you know these relationships like they come and go and like you either grow together or grow apart. So, like, if your mates are always growing and doing your shit, then, like, you know, you got stuff to talk about. But, like, if they're kind of stable and just kind of doing the thing, which is completely fine. But, like, you know, there's just less and less to talk about. True. Very, very true, man. So, that's kind of, yeah, one of, one of those things. I'm like, I like it. And, like, I love that, you know, I've got mates from when I was, like, 12. Mm, like, yeah. from, like, year 7, 15 years. Like, mates I've known, like, you know, I had my 10-year high school reunion the other week. And, you know, you just spoke to I hadn't seen in 10 years and just slapped it up and, like, nothing's happened. Like, what's up, bro? Like, <laughs> which know. is awesome. Like, you know, yeah. you can just talk shit and talk shit about, like, the old days and stuff like that. Mm. So, it's, that's, I find that stuff pretty cool. Yeah. Do you, have you found, like, are there people, like, you've, like, outgrown? Like, yeah, like, outgrown? 100%. Yeah. Like, there's just, like, nothing in common and, like, it's... You know, like, uh, it's not my, like, I'm not your guardian. Like, you, yeah. do, you do you. Like, uh, I think, like, the probably the most liberating thing of coming out of high school is, like, you don't have to hang out with anyone at any time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, true, like, that's if, true, yeah. if, you, if you don't hang out with them, like, you don't have to hang out with them, and that's that. Yeah, no, that's true. So, like, yeah, there's, there's plenty. And, like, and, and, like, especially, like, in intimate relationships as well. Like, when I was younger, I was, like, you know, I was doing all this stuff and growing, growing, and I was just kind of, like, doing nothing. It was, like, it was very hard to keep, like, keep it up. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, uh, like the mental stimulation. Whereas, like, now, like, a bit older, you meet, like, 
females that have like done some really cool shit. You're like, wow, like you, you know, you're really invested in what they've done and interested in what they've done, which is I find really cool. But yeah, yeah, I think yeah. yeah, both like that's life though. Like you're always yeah, gonna yeah. outgrow people and you're always gonna like keep growing and like if you're not growing, you're dying, right? So yeah, that's true. Do you find like in your intimate relationship that's like an element of something that you look for in a partner as well? Yeah, one hundred percent. Like in something like serious, like because you know there's only so far that sex and going out for dinner and talking shit about what you do on the weekend. Like, yeah. It's, there's only so far that can go. Whereas, like you know, you want someone that like that's doing their own shit and like they're independent. Like I, again, I'm so independent. Like I can go for a three-hour walk with no headphones, no phone, and be so happy. Whereas, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't need company. I don't need anything. Like it's, I can just be fine. So I think that if you know, a lot of people can't do that, then they just got to work on themselves. If they want to, and if they yeah, don't want yeah. to, then that's also fine. <laughs> like, yeah. so like, yeah, I, I, for me, it's a really big thing. Like, something yeah. mentally challenging, and like, you know, you can talk about the depths of the world and go on a three-day bender. Like, I think if you can do both, then that's like that's perfect. perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so and that's kind of like you know, work hard, play hard. Like, I completely agree in that. Like, yeah. You know, um, I, I did phases six months, six months, twelve months, of not going out, not socializing, and I'm like. Well, like, what's the what's the point, right? Like, you can keep working and like being goal driven and all that stuff's really cool. And I think it's just finding that balance for you and finding what suits for you in terms of like your kind of map of the world and what yeah. you want. And if you know, going out and partying and meeting people and socialising. I've met some of my best friends four a.m. on a couch, like oh, okay. hanging yeah, out, yeah, like after yeah, yeah. night out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I've done that, like mates that you know I, I fucking and like we're like best mates, and then met other people at lunchtime over. You know, coffee and fucking chatting and chatting shit. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's it's kind of both things. So like, I think yeah, as long as you you know who you are, and you're not like a kind of a pushover, and like you just kind of like crumble to what like other people expect of you, you you'll be fine because people either love it or hate it. And, like unless you're like fucking vanilla, and everyone's like uh, vanilla. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna be very grounded in yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Are there any practices of the ritual that you do in your life to keep you sharp or? Do you- Keep your mind open and these sorts of things like meditation. Yeah, like meditation. I train. I train a lot. Like I love training. It's like my soul. Like I just love it. Like I get a lot of uh, fulfillment about like getting stronger or like achieving stuff in the gym. Like what kind of training do you do? I just do strength training. Strength training. Yeah, like it's like bench press and deadlifts and shit like that. Yeah. Like, I don't train legs. And like, you don't big, train legs. No, I don't train legs. Oh, I, I don't like it. Don't enjoy it. So why do I do it? <laughs> you deadlift though? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a bit of leg. yeah, yeah. Well, I can do squats and lunges and like shit. I just don't enjoy it. And like my mates, like you know, I played baseball for five years. Played for WA. Like you know, I was a catcher. Yeah. And like I can hold a squat for half an hour. Like yeah. just sit down and squat. Life's too short. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> it's just like if, if you don't <laughs> enjoy. It, yeah. Like, if you don't enjoy training legs, why the fuck do you do it? Like that's my whole thing. Like my mates, like one of my mates hit me up. I was like, oh, let's go train legs. I was like, absolutely not. Harvey Harvey Norman zero interest. training. What else we got in your in your? Yeah, like I drink a liter of water every day when I wake up. That sits behind my bed or next to my bed. I don't sleep with my phone in my room. That's like my golden rule. Like mm. just use my water. This is all on. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, I don't sleep with my phone in my room. I think like that is like I did it and then I stopped and I was like, wow. Like I just used to wake up feeling pretty average. Mm. Uh, I stopped that in like 2016. Like that's my one piece of advice. No phone in the room. It's don't sleep with your phone in your room. And you get up, have a shower, brush your teeth, do whatever you want to do, leave it outside of your room, whatever, and then you start your day and then you can pick whether you want it. Whereas, but you know, once every blue moon, I'll, I'll get it and I'll be on charge and I'll go into the f- toilet and I'll go have a piss and then I'll 
next thing you know, I'm pissing sitting down on my phone and like, <laughs> um, so I, I just think that like, yeah, don't like that. That's like number one. And like, again, find an exercise form that you like. Mm. Um, like, you know, I had hundreds of clients over the years that like, I hate the gym. I'm like quit, like just leave. I don't care about your money. Just leave. Go do something you enjoy. Like, mm. you know, the best diet's the one you'll follow. Um, True. I like nutrition. True, yeah. yeah, I just I just eat like I know what works for me. Like I do a super high carb, high protein, low fat diet, and that works for me. Mm. Some people hate it. Some people get bloated. Like my sister, she does super high fat and like low carb, and that works for her. Yeah. Um. So like diet advice, I never give to people. Like I just I like that's the one thing I love about not being in the gyms anymore. Like no one asks me for diet advice. It's fucking great. You got yeah. people arguing over keto and paleo and vegans and carnivore, and I'm just like fucking miss me with that. That's actually true. When, yeah, I, when I was a yeah. big dude, I hated that. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah but then yeah. you give someone advice that you think is good, and then it's different, and it's like holy shit. So I'm in a debate now. Yeah. I yeah. want to be there. <laughs> Yeah, like, and, and that's honestly about it. Like, you know, I've done, I used to do a bunch of meditation. Like, I used to be really, like, I had a morning routine and, like, like I read and write affirmations and, like, kind of stuff. And, like, it, it, it's good and it worked, but I'm, like, for that stuff, at the end of the day, just do the fucking work. Need more action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, that's the thing. I just kind of learned that, like, and, you know, I can get into that and, like, do my meditation. Like, if I'm stressed, I'll just, like, put a, like, timer on my phone for five minutes and just close my eyes and breathe through my nose and just, like, mm. literally just focus on... Yeah, hitting the nose and exhaling, and then like I'm calm. Um, but I think, oh, nice. yeah, like I learned a lot about state control, right? Like it's like that pendulum swinging. Like the more you can just stay neutral, like throughout everything, like you know, something fucking wild happens. Like I used to be a turbo. Like, I used to like punch walls and all that kind of shit. And now something wild happens, I'll just go. Uh, Deep breath, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just kind of like blow it over, and then something good happens. Like, I try not to get too excited, right? Because, yeah. like, if you're too excited, something bad's got to happen because that's yeah. like duality of life. So, yeah, yeah so like, emotional mastery, yeah, yeah. yeah like, and For that, you, that's breath work, or, yeah. yeah, just just breathing, right? Because the it's like generally like emotion will trigger adrenaline and up your heart rate, fight or flight. So, the yeah. more you can bring that back to neutral, nice, you're going to be better. So, yeah, like, I, I don't have some crazy like routine stuff like. Drink a liter of water when I wake up. Try to drink four liters of water a day. Don't eat shit. You know, if I'm gonna party, party and just enjoy it. Like it's, yeah. I don't have a um like you know you have to do this and that. And like, but like I think I did all that right. Like same thing with like calories and nutrients. Now most things, if I looked at it, I'd probably be able to tell you the calories in it between fifty to hundred calories. Like I weighed my food for five years. Oh, like, yeah, I, I, I can yeah. I can I can pick up a <laughs> thing of almonds and drop thirty grams in there. <laughs> Like, you know, mastery, yeah, 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 like, you know, and I can like look at a piece of chicken and like cut 150 grams cooked, which is 200 grams raw. So, any you think chicken cooked, you divide it by 0.75 to get the raw weight, and then there's you know, in a cup of rice, there's 22 grams of uh, carbs and three oh, grams man. of protein. You're a fucking encyclopedia, yeah, yeah, like, so I, I, I can do all that shit, right? Like, a, you know, like for nut butter, like you know, eggs are seven grams of protein, five grams of fat for an average egg, just shit like that. So, yeah. like, I, I just know all these things. Um, so I think like I can look after myself pretty well, mm. you know, like yeah. whatever yeah. that. So you know, like, like I think rituals and routines, like you are your habits and you are your rituals, like not your habits, mm. like your, the shit you do religiously. That's who you are. So if you want to be like, you know, you want to be a morning person, just wake up in the morning. Um, that was my big thing. I was like, oh, I was never a morning person. I used to work at the Claremont Hotel when I was 18. I was like, oh, I'm never a morning person. But then you know, shit, I had to wake up at 4 a.m. to go to the gym and run clients, and voila, I'm a morning person now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I just I just kind of like I think a lot of people get like pigeonholed into labels, um, and they label themselves as this and that, and then it's very hard to shake that label. Sure. So if you don't yeah. label yourself as anything, and like you know, 
um, like your identity is fluid and like you're always changing. And back, like when I sold the gyms, I went from Jack, the CEO, who everyone called, who had a problem, literally like 14th of February, I sold. 15th was a Saturday, uh, 16th was a Sunday, Monday, no calls. I was like, fuck, my whole identity that I built up over six years was shattered. Wow. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I just, I, I was no longer this gym owner anymore. Like I had no responsibilities, no staff. I was like, done. How'd that feel? It was fucked. I was, oh. I was, I was proper depressed for a while. I was supposed to go oh, traveling right. and shit. Like I just like lost all sense of purpose. Was it like maybe the dopamine wasn't firing the way it used to? Yeah. Fire? Well, I just think like I just had nothing to look forward to, right? Like oh, I had, yeah. a, I had, I had a bunch of cash and I had some money and shit. And I was like, well, there's like, what's the point of all this? And then I was supposed to go traveling, so I kind of got really excited for that. And I got two weeks in, and I had to come back to Perth because COVID. That was like yeah. March of last year, and like. I really like, I had a really big identity loss. Like all these things that I thought I was, like Jack did Jack this, Jack did that, just gone. Mm. You know, like this business that I had like literally spent pretty much every waking moment for the last six years building was no longer mine. And then I was like, fuck. That's like, well, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was like 20 to 26. Mm. So it was like that kind of shit is like, I think for people that have gone through it, like, you know, it's like, it's wild. Like, so I think like, you know, you kind of, people that have gone from being like married with kids to single like they just don't know who they are and, True, right? you know you just lose this identity well a lot of suicides happen like um, yeah. big big crashes financial crashes you know yeah. remember in 08 the big crash people were jumping out of the building yeah. they didn't know who they were without their label, money right? their label. Yeah. yeah yeah it's scary but yeah. so I think like yeah that shit's like so so powerful like if you can kind of master that and like I kind of think like yeah like identity is fluid and like my like we we read this book and then my business partner I was trying to work something out like on a fucking CRM building it out and like we follow this guy and he was like it's not hard you're just stupid <laughs> Hey, that's fucking yeah, true. Yeah, it's yeah, a hard that's truth. Savage, I'm yeah, not yeah. gonna eat that shit. Yeah, yeah and like it was just like it's not hard. You're just stupid. And he said that to me, and I was like, oof. And like that's one, like one of those things that's yeah. just stuck with me. I'm like, anything can be solved with 20 hours of work. Like if you put yeah. 20 hours into most things, it's not things, hard. You're just stupid. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a fucking quote, Brian. We're gonna put your face. Who like, <laughs> <laughs> wake up in the morning from the roof? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta make a fucking meme out of that. That's fucking legit. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's like you know, it's it's not hard. You're just stupid. No, that that's just stuck with me for so long. Like this, and so like now it's like you know, whenever something I'm trying to work something out, I'm just getting frustrated. Like, like I just, it's like someone's done this, you know, like and you like business and stuff like that. It's you're not doing anything new. Like you're just like reinventing the wheel. Like you're just adding your own little flavor, solving a little bit of a different problem. Like in that kind of world. Like again, never been an engineer. Like never done that shit. So yeah, like there's some stuff that you need to work out there. Mm. I've never done open heart surgery or brain surgery. Okay, cool. There's there's again 100% shit that you need to work out there. But like for the 98% of other people watching this, they're not doing that. Like mm. yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you know you're going out there like trying to start a business. Like you know you've, you've seen enough examples of people starting a business and doing like 100k. Okay, cool. Like it's just mm. you need to work it out yourself. I'm gonna recap yeah. this so um I can get some good content for this. Yeah. When someone's just starting a business. What are the fundamental keys of success in that business? Yeah. Off the ground. Product market fit. So making sure there's a market for a product that has money to buy your product. Mm. That is it. That's all you need. That's it. And sell before you build. Sell before you build. Okay. Sell before you build, 100%. Because you know you can go build this thing and spend hours and hours and hours and no one wants it. True. So sell before you build, make sure there's a product that the market is hungry and that has the money. So perfect example, like you want to go start a, like how to write resumes for people that are unemployed. 
trust problems. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you start that? <laughs> exactly, yeah. right? Well the people that aren't employed don't have jobs. jobs. Yeah. But you flip that to a HR consultant, they're fucking making millions. Yeah, my, oh, okay, my, true, yeah. my housemate was, you know, it's the same thing, wanting jobs, but they're employed, they're needing. So it's like if you don't have a product market fit of people that can pay, well then it's just there's no business. True. Like like our, our business model for the gyms was there's a hundred people that want to get in better shape anywhere. So that was our business model. 100 people, 100 bucks a week, 500k a year, 200k profit. That, 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 that's our, that was our business model. That was it. Mm-hmm. We did no market research. I but We had no business plan. We had Facebook ads, find 100 people that want to train with us, charge them 100 bucks a week. That's it. Down. It was really simple. <laughs> that, that, that's yeah, it, really right? Like yeah, for a, you know, like any, any sort of business, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Product market fit, sell before you build. Beautiful. Yeah, like you can open a gym with 50 members for pre-sale. Like you can open like a, you know, you want to do like anything, right? Like, unless you've got these massive CapEx expenditures and stuff like that. But like, you know, that's what music festivals are. Mm-hmm. They sell the tickets and they do it. If, there's no, if there's no... Yeah, 100%. So that, that's, the, I think, the big thing. And everything else is like, cool. Sales, like a sales letter, selling people like, you know, can you talk about their needs, the desires, wants, fears, frustration. That's all that. Like, that's all minus your stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know... You go put like a bar in a place, there's 100 people that live there. Is that going to be enough to sustain it? Mm, don't know. Probably but you go put know. like, you go put a bar in Perth City, you do a good job, you have good staff, you'll be fine. Mm. You know, it's like one of my really close friends, he opened a, stand, a sandwich shop in Fremantle and it just goes crazy. Like he sells like, I don't know how many sandwiches a day. Where, what, what's it's it called? Peggy's. Peggy's? Peggy's. Peggy's. Yeah, in Freo oh. on, on the main drag. Oh, nice. And they're the best fucking like sandwiches I've had yeah, like he does like unreal stuff I'll check it out <laughs> great sandwiches in a place where there's uni students and like he's open on Sundays you know another fucking crazy idea open your business when people can access it fucking true like yeah. dry cleaners that aren't open on the weekend that's annoying the restaurant I fucking like it's a juicy beetroot in Frio yeah close on the weekends two o'clock they sell out I'm like, yeah fuckers you know what I mean yeah. some places like close on Tuesdays yeah yeah yeah, be open when your out. customers want to use your service. Simple. True. It's like if we didn't, if we opened gym, it's nine till five. I'd be broke. Okay, yeah. I would yeah. be telling these stories. Hundred percent. But you know, you get up at five fifteen because people want to come train at five thirty. That is true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, like business advice. I think like it's follow one thing um, and like actually enjoy what you're doing. And like you know, you can do something for a long time without enjoying. I stopped enjoying the gyms in 2018, but I pushed through until 2020 because you know I had that responsibility and shit like that. But I'm like, the more responsibility you have as well, like the more like you'll make. You know, I mean, we had all these wages and stuff like that. Whereas I make way less money now, but I have no responsibilities. Mm. So, yeah, like I find business advice so crazy because people want like the craziest thing, but it's like just get something you like doing, make sure there's a market for it. And like, yeah, that's it. Fucking beautiful, man. Yeah. Simple. Easy. Okay, well, uh, any questions? No, that's it. We'll leave it there, man. Yeah. Thanks again, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Good, Thanks. Thanks.